Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Mitchell Levy. He is the AHA guy at AHA That, who empowers experts, marketers, thought leaders, and businesses to share their genius. His superpower is extracting the genius from their head in a two-hour interview so that his team can ghostwrite your book and make an Amazon best-selling author. He is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 800 books. Mitchell is a TEDx speaker and international best-selling author with 60 business books. He's provided strategic consulting to over 100 companies, has advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues, and has been chairman of the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. In addition to these accomplishments, he's been happily married for 29 years and regularly spends four weeks annually in Europe, country, with his family and friends. Mitchell, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? Sean, I'm great. Thanks for having me. It reminded me, when you first started, when we're talking prior to prior to the conversation you're talking, I'm you sound a little bit more like Michael Jackson, and then you say, welcome to the radio show. You became James Earl Jones. It was, it was incredible. Well, someone says I have a little bit of a lathery voice or a sultry voice, so I turn on the podcasting voice right away. I get into that deep monotone, so it's not acapella here. <laughs> so we, we were chatting a little bit before um, the episode and the recording here, and I, I absolutely love what you're doing with AHA That. And I think the first question is, you know, with the Simon Sinek, with the Socrates kind of thing is start with why. So why did you start AHA That? You know, I've always been in front of trends. So I was around during the dot-com days and uh, Esther Dyson called me Mr. E-commerce. And what I did is I helped companies figure out how to actually, uh, how to realize that life is changing, that this thing called the internet is going to change how we talk to customers, how supply chain operations are working. But I missed something important. I did not, I did not use the L word, the leverage word. And what I, so what I didn't do is it, what happened, Mitchell Levy needed a B and I did tons of stuff. I ran a CEO networking group. I, I ran four conferences. I ran and created 70 courses at universities. I did lots of strategic consulting. The companies I needed to be in the room, I did not leverage. I then started a book publishing company. We now have four. And publishing is fantastic because you definitely leverage. And so I leveraged everything to the help, but I made a mistake there too. And that is I didn't focus on thought leadership. I didn't focus on branding Mitchell Levy. I branded each one of the company's name because what publishers always want to do, they want to create the next chicken soup series. So yes, I, I hit the leverage button, right? But no, I missed the branding. So what is AHA That? AHA That is a platform that really presses the easy button, presses the opportunity for if you're in business today, you need credibility. You need to quickly show people you have credibility in a format that people recognize. So what we do with AHA That, we just make it very simple. If you're an expert at what you do, and by the way, if you get paid from somebody to do something, you're an expert. If you're an expert at what you do, you need to now make it easy for people to get to know you. Uh, the like part, we don't help you with. You could figure that out yourself, but also to trust you. And so AHA That is a vehicle where I've now recognized we have so little time in life. I'm using both credibility and thought leadership to allow you with a leverage component to allow you to be able to use what you do well and just reach a bigger audience and do it from a avenue of trust. 
I like it, man. Uh, when you first talked about aha that I, when you said press the easy button, I immediately thought of staples. Well, I got one of those. <laughs> Listen, I got, I, I, I got, I got one of these. That was easy. I, it, 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 but I know this is really hokey, <laughs> but what I like to do is allow people to that press this easy. button so they could press this button. Yes. I like it. See, now we're getting into the little audio stuff of what radio shows kind of do too. I love it, man. You were talking about, you know, how you're helping people, you know, publish their books, ebooks, physical books, the process and everything. And you're talking about um, kind of your 2017, like figuring out, you know, who am I trying to serve? What's the experience like? And I think we were talking about it. Like you're kind of a band manager, like everybody can be a band manager. They can get, you know, musicians, you know, to gigs or whatever, but who are the good band managers that you want to get like all the green M&Ms or get these certain things. It's about the experience. So can you tell us, you know, a little bit more about the process of what you do? Um, you know, helping, helping clients with becoming an expert, not becoming an expert, but publishing their book as an expert, but what makes you different from everybody else out in the ecosystem? Oh, it, it's interesting. So I'm in Silicon Valley. I've been here 30 years and, and I can't possibly say I have no competitors because that's just, whenever you hear anyone say that, that's wrong. I have a ton of competitors. My biggest competitor is the person who wants to write themselves and spend the time doing that. Um, given what I do and who I am, there is nobody that does what we do and it is absolutely beautiful. It doesn't mean we don't have competitors. And here's what we do. My focus when I focus, when I talk to somebody is I want to bring out their genius. I want to bring out their expertise. And it's really simple. If you're in business today, the people you attract, the people who get excited about you are people who recognize that you have expertise to be able to solve their problem. Um, if you want to see more and, and go into a little more detail, I actually did a TED talk on this. And you could just Google Mitchell Levy TED Talk or, or just Google the name uh, Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. You'll see the book I wrote on it. You'll see the TED Talk. And at the end of the day, we do business with those that you know, like, and trust. So you got to be known. Those people who need to hire you need to know you. You got to be liked. Now, once again, that's something you do. And you have to be trusted. And that's what a book does. Book generates trust. It gives you credibility. Now, here's the important part to think about, and I think what I mentioned when we were off hours is, is I found a problem between 2005 and 2017, we published over 800 books, and what I'll say, honestly, is I was serving the wrong audience. The audience I was serving were the people who actually would write their own books and take the time to write it. There's nothing wrong with that. However, the audience I serve now are the people who recognize the value of time. And here's what, here's what happens. If you're going to write a book, and I like books which are 120 pages, what I'll say is it typically takes about 120 hours to write a 120-page book. It's about an hour a page. And the reason I like 120 pages, I like the spine size. It feels comfortable. If you're going to publish your own book, what we actually do as a publisher, we're going to save you 200 hours. So that's 320 hours. So as a service, if you're working with us and you hire us to, to do the interview, um, I'll do a two-round interview. I'll pull your genius. I'll give it to one of our team members who have graduated from the AHA That Writing School. They'll write the manuscript for you. If I'm going to do that for you, at most, typically I take about five hours, but let's say we take 10 hours. So the difference between 320 hours and 10 hours is 310 hours. 
So here's what you have to imagine four months down the road. And that's about what it takes for us. You will be an Amazon best-selling author with a hardcover book. Wait, wait. I know you can't see this, but you got to listen to this. That's me knocking on a hardcover book. Doesn't it sound like it's got lots of content in it? So you're an Amazon best-selling book of a, of a hardcover book, a PDF, a Kindle, um, a paperback. And then we have a platform called Aha That. And so what we do differently is we are giving you the information focused on the content that's relevant for your audience. By the way, what does that mean? We're going to help you write a book that focuses on your CPOP, your customer's point of pain. Because when you then say, I am the author of, and you, you read the title of your book, anyone who's a customer is going to say, or prospect, they're going to say, I need help with that, right? Let me give you an example. So I am the, when I get in front of a group of people, and let's say you're, you're in a business meeting, there's 25, 50 people in a room, everyone gets 10 to 15 seconds to introduce, introduce themselves, and, and people do silly things. I'm an author, speaker, coach. Everyone else in the room is an author, speaker, coach. That doesn't mean anything. Here's what I say. Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, TEDx speaker, and international best-selling author of the book, Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. So if you're in the room, we've got the credibility pieces, and I'm going to hold up my book. It's a beautiful orange cover. It's a hard, hard, uh, hard cover, beautiful orange, stands out. If you're in the room and you want to be seen and be heard, you're like, you know what? I got to make a, make a note to talk to Mitchell. That's what you need to do. The easy button is simply doing it in 10 hours versus 320, having 310 hours left over. And here's what I'll say. Four months down the road, you're an Amazon bestselling author. You have 310 hours that I've given you back to your life for you to market yourself with your Amazon bestselling book. And if you can't make somewhere between five to 10 times what you've paid us, I would say you're probably in the wrong business. I like it. I mean, it's very simple. Um, you press the easy button and I mean, you're offering this service to help people figure out and not spending that much time of like in the ideation phase. Like I'm just stuck. You're in that action oriented phase. And I, and I, and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. And and just, Sean, if you don't mind me saying, here's the thing, even if you're writing your own book today, here's what you got to think about. Just say to yourself, what's my CPOP? What is my customer's point of pain? And and the title of your book is either the CPOP or the anti-CPOP, right? So you either say, here's the point of pain, or here's the result of solving that point of pain. And it doesn't have to be this cute one-word title it should be a keyword optimized and SEO optimized title that when you say that, there is no doubt of who you are and what value you bring to the person you're talking to. Exactly. And, and so with some of these people that you're, you're talking to and you're helping, and I, I, I want to know more about, you know, how do these people leverage their reputation to monetize? And we were talking about this in the versus, you know, when you're in a group of authors and you, you flat out, like, this is my reputation. This is what I've done. And people are like, I want to talk to that guy, the TEDx speaker. He's global renowned. I don't want to talk to this author or whatever, because they don't have a book in hand. So how do, you know, some of your clients, how do you, how do you leverage that reputation to, to help other people become better? I think I understood your question until the last moment. 
So how about, can you rephrase that so I could answer the question you're really asking me? <laughs> oh, say, okay. <laughs> yes. So you were talking about one of your clients that um, was a public speaker and she says, here, pay this amount of money and I will help you generate this amount of money, you know, if you follow these rules. So you're following a set process still in, and we all, you know, things change. We're all trying to figure it out, that kind of stuff. But how do, how do people that you have helped and yourself, how do you, how do you help them saying, you know, they look at the cost and they're like, oh my gosh, but you're like, you know, look down the road, you're investing in something to make something more. Oh, I gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. I've got, I think you still asked me three or four questions and I'll try to answer as many of them in a short period of time. So, and and well, there's a lot to go over. I mean, you, you, we're talking about, you know, publishing, we're, we're talking about a lot of stuff and trying to jam it into 20 minute, 30 minute pod. Yeah. Oh, I know. And you know what it is. And, And here's, what's interesting. If you're listening to this, it's I if you trust implicitly the words that I'm saying, I press the easy button on you having a book. And, you know, and here's the interesting part. That's just the beginning. If if a tree fell in a forest and no one was around, did it really fall? If an author wrote a book, no matter how much you paid for it and you didn't tell anyone about it, did you really write a book? And the answer is no. Right. It's not going to work by itself. And and by the way, publishers don't talk this way. So I'm unique. And here's what I'm going to say is when I look at my clients and I look at my CPOP, my client CPOP is not that they, they don't come to me and say, oh my God, Mitchell, I need a book, <laughs> right? Here's what they do. Um, I've been told that I need a book because if I have a book, I'll then get more clients. Okay. Well, that's true. We can solve the issue of having a book, but if you have a book and don't tell anyone, it's not going to work. So what happened is between 2005, 2017, I realized I was serving the wrong audience. 2018, I found my audience. So we, I basically built up the infrastructure, uh, did a number of books where I, by the way, I love doing the interview, pulling somebody's genius out and, and helping them have the title of the book and the content that's going to be valuable for them. And what I also realized, once I realized that my client's CPOP was not, or my client's issues were not, they need a book. I wanted to provide more value. And so what I did at the end of, uh, or what I did last quarter is I interviewed a hundred potential partners and I picked 25. And what I was looking for is how do you take this asset called, called a book and, and bring something different? So one example, and I'm using this service myself, there's a guy who's using LinkedIn and via LinkedIn, he is driving, increasing my network and driving more strategy sessions. Because for me, the best way I could sell is get somebody on the line and talk to them. So I'm pushing towards a strategy session. I'm experimenting with two people on Facebook. Neither of them have produced results yet, so I'm not going to recommend them. Um, there's somebody I'm doing this with with Instagram, and then I'm starting to see some interesting, promising results. I also have somebody who's a speaker coach. As a speaker coach, and by the way, this is how I want to bring my bigger vision is to help bring, what's the right word, honesty, integrity to business and how people do things. One of the benefits of working with me is 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 you are going to understand what does it really mean to be trusted as a global credibility ac- expert. And this is what I do with my TED Talk. We need to make sure that people trust us because if they don't trust you, they're not going to do business with you. 
and trust has a watched a TED talk and we have a number of interesting components of that. So as the person who's the speaker coach, here's what she promises. And this is what, if you're going to work with me and be a partner, you have to do these, these things. What's your service? What's the cost of your service? What is the KPI you're going to use to measure that success? And what happens if you're not successful? So the speaker coach, she charges $10,000. She promises that you will make, if you follow her approach, 150 to 200,000 a year in speaker or speaker-related services, or she'll book you to make that happen, right? Price point, KPI, actionable results. Uh, we'll promise that it'll take, we typically say four to six months. We've done it as quickly as two to three. We Actually, the easy, quickest we ever did it was one. We'll have your book done in four months. We will make you an Amazon bestselling author, period, for as long as it takes for us to do that. But typically, we've so far, we've got it first time, right every time. But you know, <laughs> there's always tomorrow. And and I've got another firm that I'm working with, another $10,000. What they're going to do is they promise to put you on a 10-city tour. And in each of those cities, there'll be 20, 25 people in the room. So if you wanted to do a social proof tour where you had pictures and photographs of you, uh, videos sharing whatever it is that you're doing in 10 different cities, they can do that for 10K. And then you can upgrade and have other things, you know, more VIP service and all that. So so now, and, and my book service, base price is 9,500. We have other things as well. So now here's what you have to think about. If you have three companies like this and you merge all products together for $30,000, you could be a Amazon bestselling author, do a 10 city tour and be guaranteed to make 150 to 200,000. That's kind of a nice deal. So I'm looking for and continue looking for partners that say, what else can we do together? What else can we play? How else do you bring? What is it that you do to help bring clients in the door? The book is just a piece of it. And what I'm going to say is don't waste your time writing a book unless you get paid to actually write, unless part of the writing process for you is the, the cathartic thing that's going to help you come up with the viewpoints of things you need to say. Otherwise, we're going to do that with you together. That two-hour interview, I'm going to pull your genius. I'm going to give you 140 talking points that are valuable, aha messages that you can share. And and I guess I'm going to say don't <laughs> I maybe it's not a waste of time, but if you decide that you want to write your own book, what I'd rather say to you as a business person, the here's what we'll say one last thing, because this is the last question you asked me. Okay, so. As a business person, there are four things we could do in running our business, right? Uh, we have to be a salesperson. We have to be a marketer. Until you get to own a company that has $150 million in revenue, you're the chief sales guy, no matter who you are. Have to be a salesperson. Have to be a marketer. Have to be a good project manager, otherwise you don't get anything done. Or you have to be a good lawyer. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag for a second. I, I just got my U.S. patent and trademark uh, office sent me a a trademark for the word aha that so i'm excited to announce we are now a registered trademark right so woohoo yeah and, and that was i didn't spend three thousand with a trademark attorney i just sort of did that because i, I want to learn and i'm actually not bad at that so here's the thing those are four things a little bit of lawyer project manager sales marketing uh, nothing in there says you have to be a writer so if you decide to write your own book what I want you to recognize is that's a hobby. That's not a business. 
You can't sit down and tell your spouse or your significant other or your your advisors or your board members, hey, I'm going to spend time writing my book because that's going to help me get more clients. The book will get you more clients. The time you're spending writing your book, that is a hobby. And as long as you recognize as a hobby and take that firsthand as that's a hobby you want to do, I'm okay with that. Otherwise, what I really want to realize, there are enough beautiful people around the world, whether using Fiverr or uh, Upwork or anything else, there are enough beautiful people that the stuff that y- that is not a core competence to you, you want to outsource. The stuff you need to spend time on is the stuff that you're good at. And by the way, you don't get to practice it unless you're selling yourself and marketing yourself. Definitely. So I'm going to be done grilling you with all the questions because I grilled a lot and you provided so much valuable information. I think for the listeners and even for me, I appreciate it. So moving to the offline background, is there something that is not online or if you want to share a story that you know happened offline that you helped, um, you helped somebody with when they approached you, how did you help them? What was the result? I want to share a book by a guy by the name of Bill Wallace. Um, and the book is called Being a Catalyst for Success. Bill is probably the most amazing servant leader I have ever met in my life. Uh, Bill runs an organization in Dallas called Success North Dallas. He's been running it for 30 years and he's putting good, wholesome values and, and the people are part of the group just love it. And, you know, they have 200 people come to a breakfast meeting once a month and he just, they've kicked off businesses. They've done so many amazing things for Dallas. As a matter of fact, the forward uh, in this book is from a former mayor of Dallas. Bill had a manuscript that he written and was sitting on for five years. It was 50,000 words and it just, it just didn't feel right for him. He and I sat down. We had now, by the way, Bill is not just a servant leader, but an oral processor. So our interview was not two hours, it was three hours because just the way he processes information. So a little bit longer. Bill and I sat down, we had a phenomenal conversation. Uh, let me let me read one of the aha messages from the book, and then let me tell you the the aha moment for me and what's going to help change everyone's world. But my favorite aha message. So first, we delivered a book. We made an Amazon best-selling book for him, and it's opened up incremental more opportunities and brought in more membership to his organization. But but let me read aha number three because as soon as you hear that, you can't unhear it. Remember, Bill's a servant leader. This is from Bill Wallace, being a catalyst for success. And aha number three says, living a good life is determined by the smiles that appear on the faces of others every time they see you. And they keep that smile after you've gone. Now, don't we all want to live that good life? That's pretty cool. Now, now let me tell you what he did for me. So for him, I helped him change some of his thinking process. I didn't actually help him. I just... Through the questions I was asking, he changed some of his thinking process. Let me tell you how he changed mine. So halfway through the conversation, I said to Bill, I go, Bill, you are the most glass half full person I have ever met in my life. And Bill says, no, Mitchell, no, I'm not. Now, you know, when you've seen these movies where like somebody's facing a near death experience and then like, like a million things flash through their head. I had in that split second a huge permutation of what could he possibly say because I know this is true. This guy is the most glass half full because I had a paradigm, glass half full or glass half empty, right? And so the 
interesting part is that I actually, uh-oh, oh, right, we lost Skype. <laughs> we lost Zoom, so, but we're still on cast. Okay, so the interesting part is Bill came back, and Bill said to me, Mitchell, my glass is overflowing. And I'm like, oh, my God. It completely changed my paradigm. It, you're not just glass half full or glass half empty. There are people in the world who really are glass half flowing, and all they want to do is add value to other people. It was absolutely amazing. And, and I think what happens in that interview process is that we, whoever I'm working with, they get a bunch of aha messages, and so do I. And I think for both Bill and I, we both are living our lives so much different today um, as a result of this. And then the value of him, we were in one of his groups. We gave a copy of his book to everyone in attendance. And what's happened for Bill, uh, It's uh, it's got his, his first book out there. He's an Amazon best-selling author, and it's just opened up a number of opportunities. I, I love it, Mitchell. Um, we had another interview come in, so <laughs> I had to close that out. But um, enough about enough about uh, Bill and and which was actually an excellent story. And now I actually want to read his book, but the, I want to know more about you. Like what gets you up in the morning saying, I want to do, I, this is why I want to do this. For me personally, one of the things that happens is I feel particularly every time I go to Europe, I, I kind of feel stupid because I only speak one language. It's English. It's not even Queens English, right? It's American English. But that said, I have always been able to speak the language of, sales, marketing, engineering, customer service, uh, sitting at the boardroom, CEO, C-suite, right? And I've always been and found myself a someone who helps two different groups of people understand what everyone else is saying. It's very powerful. And I used to call that light, the lightning bolt came off. And now I call that the aha moment comes in. And, and I just... There is, to me, there is nothing more beautiful than helping somebody see the world in a slightly different way, sometimes a radically different way, but in a slightly different way where all of a sudden they go, oh, I didn't think about it that way and completely rock their world. That's what I do. And not only do I do that myself, I've now created a platform using that leverage word that I talked about before. I've now created a platform where I... Other people can do that to their audiences. And so I've got this, if you want to call it a movement, you can. It's I, I don't quite look at it as a movement yet, but we'll get there. I have this opportunity for anyone who's interested to completely rock the world of those they interact with, to do it in a way that we want to consume data today and be able to affect not just your immediate results because of people that are now talking with you and interacting with you, but be able to share your message to people that will never talk to you, but will be uttering your words. And, and to me, Sean, I can't think of anything better than to empower people to be the best they are and to be able to reach the audience that they're meant to be. And, and, and that's actually my wake-up call. I, I just love seeing people and bringing out their best uh, whether it's one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, which is not leverageable, whether it's being a mentor or a mentee, once again, not leverageable. But this AHA, that platform and the approach we're taking, 
it's extremely leverageable, and I'm excited to see what people do with it outside of what I'm doing, right? So it's not just what, what I can do and what my team can do, but it's, it's beautiful to see how other people can then take a platform you put in place and use it in ways you hadn't thought about. And so I wake up every morning to try to support and help as many people as possible and to be delighted uh, and excited when people do things that I hadn't even thought of, or maybe I thought of, but hadn't been implemented yet. And it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a beautiful thing. It, it just, it really is. I like it. So besides work and helping people, how do you, what, what is your hobby? What do you do creatively to kind of bring back, you know, bring back new ideas, um, different perspectives, um, to what you're doing with aha that no, once again, two or three questions. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, a, what do I do for I fun? I just pile them on. I just pile them yeah, on. No, that's no problem. So a two questions, what do I do for fun? Second one is how do I, how do I get inspired for new ideas? So the, uh, what do I do for fun? It's so funny. I do a lot of things I do. So work equals play. So actually I play all the time. I also have two other P's that I like. Um, I do like playing poker. So I have the boys come over and we play poker every now and then. And actually we do have women in there. So I, I say, have friends come over to play poker. I also like Pokemon Go. So every day I'm out walking around playing Pokemon Go. And it's nice to get out to do that. that that's sort of the stuff I do. For, but besides friends and family, that's the stuff I do for fun. Uh, what get inspired? Uh, you got to do a lot of reading. You got to do a lot of listening. Um, I do... I talk with, sometimes I'll have 10 or 15 uh, strategy sessions a day. And you know, if you're in business today, it shouldn't be just you talking. It has to be you listening. And if you listen, people spew out aha moments almost five every five minutes, right? It's almost an aha moment a minute if you're having a good, compelling conversation. There's so much opportunity to learn and grow. The question becomes, uh, there are a ton of beautiful ideas. The question is, which ones do we start with first, right? So working out, if you can keep yourself healthy and work out, I do a lot of reading while I'm on my elliptical machine. And as I'm talking to people or listening to people or watching people, if you can put yourself into a mind where you're truly listening, put yourself into that mindset, it, it so many beautiful opportunities come to you from so many different locations you just have to listen and and deploy, and and it's uh, it, it's I have so many ideas a day. My job is to write them down and then pick the ones that I want to implement either this this day, this week, this month, or this quarter. Mitchell, um, love it. I just I don't know. It's just you're talking about listening, writing book. It's it's, it's so much more than writing a book. It's and you're showing so much more of yourself than you know. You look at me and you're like, "Hey, I'm Mitchell, you know, but this is but this is all this other stuff that I can do and give you the opportunity to excel. It's like teaching a kid to, you know, free throws and then that kid does a really awesome at free throws and then does something else. Like goes onto the high school basketball team and then becomes like the next Michael Jordan. Like that's what I love about what your business is trying what you're trying to convey this is this this supreme level of customer service. And this customer experience. Sean, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a piece of pie. I, I just, the easy button is if you want a book, you got a book. But don't just do the book. <laughs> what is it that you're going to do with it? Uh, are you going to use the social media enabled component of it to drive? Are you going to do more speaking? Are you going to build relationships? Are you going to 
do an anthology book, gives you an opportunity to reach 40 people? Are you going to uh, try something new you've never tried before? I mean, the thing is, who is the best you? Who is the best Sean, right? And when you think about who, if you're listening to this, who is the best part of you? Now, how do you, as quickly as possible, get that out to the right audience so they could see that part of you and you could experiment? And, you know, everything's worth an experiment. Experiment for a quarter. If it doesn't work and you don't like it and you're not getting enough clients, well, try something else, right? And and I think that's the, that's the piece. Is it's not this one-time, you know, intangible object. It's here it is. It's now it becomes tangible because it's a book and that's going to change the world. The book itself is not going to do anything. It's what you do with a book that's valuable and how you make it a part of your life in terms of either delivering the services or grabbing new clients or and then you fill in the blank. Mitchell, I love it, man. So thank you so much for, you know, talking about Aha That, um, talking about, um, was it Bill Wallace? Yeah, yeah, Bill Wallace. Yeah, Bill He's- Wallace, that success story, and, I mean, and the clients that you're helping, and, and about you. And I think the Converge Coffee listeners will really appreciate this episode with the, just the level of customer service that, and, and, and helpfulness and honesty and integrity that you're bringing to your business and to just everybody. So thank you very much for being on this episode. It is absolutely my pleasure. Please feel free to check out ahathat.com where there's 47,000 pieces of content you could share for free. <laughs> so free to use, free to share. And then also one last thing, it's ahathat.com slash author. If you're curious about either writing yourself and having us write for you. And uh, if I got one more second, ahathatradio.com. If you want to listen to some of our authors who have read their books, it's shared 24 hours a day. Looking for aha messages, it's there. So ahathat.com slash author or ahathatradio.com. And I look forward to interacting with you. Awesome. And all, all these links will be in the episode notes and the um, general information. And that's a wrap.